A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. It's another year of Canadian Moto, so that means another year of a Canadian Moto preview podcast. That's right. It's coming up. The series up there, up north, has uh, gone along through a lot of changes, and we'll try to cover it all here here on the podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing. Go to your local dealer. Check out everything from Fly Racing. And uh, go to your uh, motorsport.coms or uh, your favorite online e-tailer and uh, check out all the latest from Fly Racing. Of course... Brayton, Osborne, Savachi, Bogle, just to name a few that wear Fly Racing, and they support a ton of privateers with uh, Teddy Park's uh, experience as well. Flyracing.com, check out the Formula Helmet, and, uh, man, you'll never wear another helmet. So thank you to those guys. Renthal as well, Maxis Tires, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com on board with us. Thank you to uh, Renthal.com. More championships than all the other brands combined, uh, Honda, Kawasaki, KTM, they've uh, basically ran Renthal for so long now. Sprockets, bars, grips, they got a fat bar, 36, they got the fat bar, the twin wall bar, they have everything you want over there at Renthal, and uh, great products as well. Thank you to Renthal, Renthal Renthal.com. Check out their website for a complete builder. Uh, All the stats and all the measurements of all the bar bends are on their website, and they do a great job of that. So thank you to those guys. And Alex Ray, Jeremy Smith, um, Rod Bell, all using Maxxis tires, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, who one person on this call started next to at a pro race. Uh, Maxxis MXST is available now. Light truck tires, mountain bike tires. Uh, the SGB Maxxis Kawasaki team, uh, heavily backed by those guys. Maxxis got a lot of cool things going on. I think Jeremy just did something with a Kawasaki UTV out in Moab or something. So, yeah, Maxxis is uh, supporting the sport. So if you need a tire, think about the guys at Maxxis, and uh, they'll have you uh, dialed in. All right, let's get to our regular guests here on the Canadian Moto preview pod first up from atlas brace it's the noof what's up ryan lockhart well steve thanks for having me back another year buddy well you were almost clipped this year but uh you know we we, we figured we'd give you one more chance yeah it's we've been doing these a while and every year i'm like they're not gonna call they're never gonna call me again and sure as shit we're here well i think literally everyone else refused to answer the call so um you're in <laughs> Uh, we couldn't get a hold. We couldn't get a hold of Wally Silva. Bill Wallen was busy. Valencourt had some windows to do. Like we just couldn't literally find a guy. Wally Silva. Wally Silva. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Also on the line from Guaranteed MX. Oh wait, no, it's not. 
from Ammo, uh, from uh, the Triple Crown Series. It's uh, Ryan Gold. What's up, Goldie? I'm trying to clap my medal. It's not working. My medal, my medal's up. Medal's up. Uh, world champion, vet, world champion. Yeah. You still, you still living off that, Goldie? Uh, no, I'm not. But the fans are. When, when you uh, are intimate with your wife, do you have the medal on? Steven, you know I do. I yeah. cling that thing right off the rear end. Yes, yes. All right, fantastic. Um, well, uh, racing is back in Canada, huh, Goldie? Well, I mean, it was always going to happen. It was just a matter of, I guess, the when. It's not if, it was when. Uh, but, yeah, we're going. We're going strong. COVID, we turned ourselves into a pretty uh, scary country for a while there. Right. Um, whether you're Ontario or BC or New Brunswick, wherever you were, we, our, our leaders are uh, – they must have got their – their token to lead in the in the bottom of the hat or something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, we're back racing and the Triple Crown is starting. We're racing locally pretty much across the country too. So, um, yeah, it, it's been pretty it's been pretty wild. Even you've been talking on some of the on the show on your show, Popa Mech Show, there about how crazy our country is. It's it's pretty bizarre up here with some of the rules and yeah, days, but yeah, we're going racing. No, that's a good thing for sure. It's it's can we get leadership somewhere? Between Canada and some of the guys down here, can we meet in the middle and do some things, Noof? I feel like well, Canada is way, way gone too far, and America perhaps is a bit looser than it should be. I mean, I don't even know if I'd say gone too far. I just think we're so far behind. Like, we just kind of, yeah, I mean, it's it's ultra frustrating. I mean, you know, where you guys are at, you know, watching the U.S. Nationals on TV, and everyone looks like it's kind of back to semi-normal, and we're still not allowed to have spectators and we're still wearing masks at outdoor events. And it's just, we're so far behind. It's the Canadian way. It always been like that. Yeah. Well, it's frustrating. Yeah, I bet. I bet. You know, my mom's up there and she can't golf outside with somebody who doesn't live in her household. Like what? Like you're outdoors. You're golfing. It's insane. It's insane. Wait a minute. Uh, according to the Pulp Show drops, your mom's been giving DJs. You can't make friends? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but so the series, look, uh, COVID impacted it last year. There's no doubt about it. It was all on the East Coast. The guys at uh, uh, the Triple Crown series, uh, Jetworks, have come out and tried to, you know, basically have a series again. The West was canceled, unfortunately, again. And we're kind of back to the all East Coast series Noof, I'm uh, I'm glad the racing though has picked back up because I mean we were worried for our buddy Galdi, but it sounds like they had a race in Gopher and between Diggs and Galdi, there's so much money coming in now because everyone's been cooped up. So Noof, <laughs> things are good for Galdi now. Well, the industry is strong in general, and I heard a rumor this morning actually that between Diggs and Galdi, they had to go rent a 10,000 square foot storage unit for all their cash. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard something like that too. Yeah. 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 So things are good uh, on the East coast for those two. You So you had a race Galdi and it it went well. Uh, Yeah. We've had two actually back to back now. Um, And uh, the first weekend we had 900 entries last weekend at hot dog vendor. We had 700 entries. And, uh, yeah, they, they went the first weekend at Diggs's place is a little more hectic because there's trails and side-by-sides and, and just shit everywhere. You can, there's like, it's endless options of what you can do. 
So it was a little bit more crazy, but um, yeah, actually, but I, we didn't have to rent a storage unit. We're just building houses and putting it in the walls like pop oh. <laughs> Okay, got it. Yeah, well, that's good to know. Um, no, that's hey. Listen, I'm glad it's working out, man. That's uh, that's awesome to hear for for you guys. You know, so um, Galdi, of course, you do ammo. Uh, it's a it's a you're a promoter uh, for amateur races, and you work with tracks and kind of however that works out for separate deals for separate tracks. Do you feel like you're going to do well this summer? Do you feel like the appetite is there to get out and race for these people? Well, yeah, the appetite is out, but uh, I mean, the reason why they're so hungry is because baseball, soccer, hockey, these groups, I think build off like volunteer hours and, you know, the parents come and help and do food drives and can drives and all that stuff. And they're not doing it. They're not like kind of putting that extra effort in almost the same as last year. So, and then the other groups that are run races, they're, they're not really kind of willing to either take the risk or put the effort in either. So I'm the only game in town. So now people are buying the dirt bikes and they want to go racing. And last year we proved that the racing was a viable thing. Like it's a good experience. You get a, a good bang for your buck and everything. And then now this year it's, it's almost, it's not doubled, but pretty much almost doubled uh, as far as the, the output and numbers of these first. So the last week in the Sandy Lee, biggest race in the history, 51 years they've been open biggest year, biggest race they've ever had. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good to hear. Um, all right. So the series is no spectators. We're, we're still not allowed spectators at these races. <laughs> uh, you can be a little slippery, I think with it, but yeah, you can't call them spectators. They're, um, uh, your grandma and grandpa are now your goggle guy and okay. medic. medic. <laughs> okay. uh, your 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 friend and his friends that want to bring beers are now the um, their suspension guys and uh, the tire guy. Okay, got um, it, got it. So okay. whatever's essential. Yeah, whatever's yeah. Whatever's essential. Um, <laughs> so all the West rounds got canceled. We're running eight rounds. A little bit of a change in the series. So the second round, Noof, is three 15-minute motos. Yeah, well, so Walton 1 and Walton 2 are basically essentially the same weekend. The first one's next Friday. So that's a, yeah, and then the Sunday is 3.15 minutes. So like a triple crown format for both classes. I don't know, kind of cool, something different. And I think yeah. that's what it's all about. These times provide the opportunity is how they're kind of selling it on everybody to, to try something different. So Friday is one round and just two 30-minute motos. Correct. And then Sunday, three fifteen-minute motos. Three fifteen-minute motos. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing how it works. Uh, what's been the buzz, Galdi, from teams and riders about this? Well, the funny thing is, is that like I want to say maybe two years ago, I had a meeting with JSR, the team manager of the KTM squad, and he brought this up about saying we need to shorten the motos. Not everybody's good enough. They don't have time to train, and it kind of made sense, but it was also still. Like when it was coming from JSR, you're like, what? What did he say? Like he wants the moto shorter. He was an Iron Man, yada yada. And then now, two years later, it's been very accepted. Everybody's uh, about it and sort of interested to see how yeah. it plays out and stuff like that. But the one thing that I don't think has been out there is that is it 15 for the 250 and 15 for the 450? I haven't seen it. It's both the same across the board. It's not like, you know, our motos are different, right? The 250 is a little bit lower and the, and the 450 is a little bit more. So um, regardless if that is what it is, but right. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Like, I, you know, I could, 
you, you saw, for instance, at the Sandalee round last year, the Casey Keast and the Jacob Piccolos were like leading and, and, and running up front for that 50-minute mark. It could be pretty damn cool as far as the stats and the, and the results go. I, yeah. I think it's kind of neat. Let's do it. Like, what the hell else is, you know? Yeah, try it out. I is, agree. Yeah, try it out. Yep. Throw shit against the wall, see if it sticks. I agree. So that's the only round that is that way? That is the only round, yes. Okay, so we have basically uh, uh, Walton, three rounds at Walton out of the eight. Uh, God, Brett Lee yeah. just making so much money, too. Brett, Brett also making so much money. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's actually building houses right now, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, so there's Rockstar is gone, uh, as we know. Um, they've pulled the the title sponsors of away from the series. I, 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 I got to say, like, Galdi, I'm a little bit worried, man. Um, you know, Jetworks hasn't knocked it out of the park since they bought the series from CMRC, right? There's been issues. There's been problems. Um, now they lost their title. I'm a little worried, Galdi. Uh, as well am I, Steve. I don't actually work necessarily as much as I did in in the uh, in the trenches uh, where I was before. Yep. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, without Rockstar money, I mean that was it, it had to have been close to a half a million dollar support uh, of whatever how many where it was spent. So that gone, and mm-hmm. there isn't a title sponsor. Like it's not Arma. Arma is a big supporter and sponsor of it but it's not the arma triple crown right um part, parts canada is another big supporter but it's not the parts canada triple crown so um i i for you to be worried is probably warranted right now looking from the outside in and both myself and Nick are pretty inundated with the information and talk to the majority of people and I, I, there is still backdated payments there's still stuff owed from past and stuff like that and i know they're working hard to make it happen, but um, it, it, yeah, I, I, I got to agree with you. It's a little right. bit, a little worrisome. Uh, you agree, Nuf? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of crap that's kind of been dragging on, and obviously the COVID stuff hasn't helped. I mean, they're going into their second season um, of dealing with COVID, and I mean, regardless if they, you know, obviously they haven't been perfect either, but I think they've been trying, like Valdi said, to kind of fix everything, but man, they've had, they've had the, like everything against them in a sense, um, as far yeah. as what, what's going on, they can't do a full proper series across, series across the country, which obviously affects sponsorship dollars. And it just trickles down the line. I mean, same with the teams and everything like that, their budgets are cut, not necessarily because the industry is struggling, but because we just can't get out and do what we used to do. Yeah, man. Uh, tough times for my native country and the, and the series right now. Hopefully everything works out. Hopefully things pull through. Uh, it's a transition, too, when you talk about the, the riders. Like Matt Gerke gone, Filthy Phil gone. Um, you know, just basically we got a few guys jumping up. We got uh, uh, Welton, Marshall Welton jumping up. Uh, Jess Pettis is jumping up to, to 450s. Not really any Americans doing the series, Galdi. It's, uh, it's definitely a transition for riders as well. A hundred percent. Sort of like what you guys have been talking about, uh, all the young guns coming in the States. Uh, we're losing a few of the old, the old, old kickers. And, um, yeah, it's not making it easier for those Americans to come up. So, and, uh, a new is that new actually brought this up a few weeks ago. Like it's a brand new champion at 250 guaranteed, no matter what. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's going to be quite a wild, wild year to see who pulls it off and gets the results and, and does it. And, um, 
for the 250 class, it's a crapshoot, like for for that. So, and then you add the 50 minute moto thing in, and the sort of questionable. It's it's typical Canadian moto. A lot of stuff thrown in the air, but when the gate drops, it should be pretty entertaining. I hope. Well, and there's a there's an 80 percent chance of a rider doing really well at the series that we we don't know is racing yet. One hundred percent. One one hundred percent. Well, there could be that ghost rider uh, lining up next weekend at uh, Walton One, and we're like, oh, oh, so he's yeah. here, and Point- then he goes like three one. Yeah, point stealer, <laughs> Noof. Point stealer. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Gate filler. Gate filler. Point stealer in the in the uh, in the honor of Goldie. Uh, by the way, I have coined those, and uh, you, every time you say though, that costs you guys ten cents. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. Do we? Do, are we doing the announcement again, Goldie? I am. That is the only thing I'm doing this year. I'm not a part of the rules or the scoring. Really? Or any? It, yeah. I had to take a. I had to take a step back. I can't take the grunt of the hate anymore. I, my um, <laughs> my my bald spot is getting thicker. Yep. And my I, I can't take the grunt of the hate for all the issues that come with it. So I'm 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 just doing TV this year. But I I say that now and. I feel like if there's a problem arising, the next thing I know, my cape will be on, and I'll save the day again. Uh, what do you think of that, Noof? Uh, he's well, he's stepping back. I was just gonna say, he'll be stepping in. He'll be out there slopping around, fixing transponder lines, right. fixing scoring issues. He he loves it too much to not be involved, and he does like being the hero at the end of the day, whether he's. Hey, I'm just like Travis Marks. I don't like my job, but I'm way too fucking good at it. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. And, you know, three Waltons and, uh, two Sandtracks, like, yeah, there's going to be some guys that that favors. There's no doubt. There's going to be some guys that, you know, if we don't go, we're not, we're not going West and we know the tracks in out West are much different and, and this is going to favor some certain, certain guys for sure. Um, well, I'm just glad for his mental health, uh, Noof, that things are better for Galdi because on our group text, like he... He was miserable for a long time. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good winter. I mean, you know, working yeah. the, I'll call it the nine to five. I'm sure his hours were different, but driving a dump truck and fucking <laughs> crush, crushing rocks. And I, I like though. I like how Galdi, like he would pipe off with a tweet every now and then. Like, like he's the only one that works eight hours or nine hours a day. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like he's just uh, like, oh, back to the, you know, working like a regular man now, you know. It's, it's like, yeah, dude, yeah, that's what millions of people do every morning. Yeah, yeah, no, but hey, it's because people just think I get such a handout all the time, and I'm not. I don't just sit on the money. I fucking go out and work for the money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, okay. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad, Noof, that he's okay. We're back racing. The money's pouring in. You know, he's got a purpose in his life. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got his head on straight. Right. He's just rolling in the money in Summer Galdi. Yep, Summer Galdi. It's here. Uh, yeah, yeah. How's Blue Crew, Galdi? <laughs> Everything good with Blue Crew and you? Oh, my God. I, you know what? My Blue Crew is much like your Blue Crew. It's sitting in the damn garage not getting used enough because I'm so fucking busy right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Uh, I just cleaned it today. It's fresh. It's ready to go. Well, that's more than me. Uh, I'm supposed to race this weekend. We kind of have an off weekend for our local series, but the uh, motor park has a race and I go up there and help mm-hmm. so I can race. But now it looks like we're supposed to get like 30 or 40 mils of rain. <laughs> oh boy. Oh geez. I will not be racing in that. I right. will not be racing in that. Yeah. And Noof, are you working for Gopher Dunes again? Yeah. Yeah. I'm back on the program uh, with McNabb. So. Wow. Back 
with Ryder McNabb, Manitoba's great hope. Manitoba's only hope right now. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We, spent, we did it last year, and uh, I guess I didn't do that shitty of a job, so he brought me back again. Either that or Diggs is cheap and didn't want to pay somebody well, more that's better. Did so. you get a raise? What do you think? No, not a chance. Oh, wow. Wow. Ridiculous. You should renegotiate the numbers that Diggs has been talking about at these races and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this year I'm driving out there and I asked him, I'm like, why don't, why don't you, you fly out or fly somebody out to drive out with me um, on Friday? And he made some comment, would you rather drive alone or have somebody build your bikes for you? So I chose somebody else building the bikes. So I don't have to work too hard when I get there. So. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> this is the factory Honda team on Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noof is the mechanic for one of the best racers, championship contender, but somebody else is going to build this shit for him. Right, right. Well, I'll check it over. Like, I'll make sure it's good. Oh, yeah, it's an SC1 on there, and it'll be good. Right, right. Yeah, you're fine. Um, hey, so Dylan Wright, he he walked the title last year. A great performance. Um got to be the heavy favorite again right Galdi? honda's well, dylan wright i mean even at my first race unfortunately dylan wright hurt his other knee okay so he's coming into the year a little bit hurt uh but otherwise yeah i mean he's the heavy favorite i'm just questioning where this knee injury is at because uh he wasn't able to finish the motos at the local race that he was at so I, I, I think he's going to be fine, and yeah, he's the heavy favorite. And when you say heavy, it's like old, it's old Steve Mathis heavy, not new electric, uh, not pedal assist heavy. <laughs> um, well, what about – we have somebody from his team. How's the knee, Noof? Well, my insider intel, um, I, you know, I, I'm the same as Galdi. I really think like, wow, I can't believe that just happened because he was – I was saying like – a chance for an undefeated season would have been, he would have been the guy. I mean, with how great he was last year, but man, knee injuries, you just don't know. Um, and I don't think anybody knows. I know he's rehabbing it and they say it's going to be fine. If there's one guy that can push through it and that won't give up and that will try to the very end, that's him. And I think that he can probably push through it. I mean, Pettis did it all last year with a blown out knee and yeah. still ended up winning. Um, but you guys know as well as I do, it doesn't take much to re-aggravate it and make it worse. So I really think it will be, you know, a little bit touch and go, but I think he'll power through and, and make it make it work to at least get through this, the motocross portion of this. Do we have a supercross portion? Yes. Oh, what are we doing for that? Uh, there's I don't one know if in anybody there's... knows. Oh. No, no, no. It's in the... <laughs> It's in Thompson's backyard and in Go and Diggs's backyard. Oh boy. Okay. Um well is Phil coming up to maybe try to get that plate back? Do we know maybe COVID will be open, the border will be open by then? Because this I mean I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Phil's assault on American nationals aren't going isn't going well. No. Uh, we're, I'm pretty sure we're all quite aware of it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Phil. Um so Dylan Wright, yeah, if the knee holds up. He should walk to this. Cole Thompson. Is Thompson clearly the second best guy, or do you guys think Moff, Pettis, or Welton has his speed? Go ahead, Niv. For me, I think it's really going to boil down to what Thompson we see at 
the first Walton. And I know that sounds crazy to be like, put all the eggs in one basket on what you're going to get out of Cole at literally Moto 1 at Walton, which is, I think, arguably his best track um, of the series. Um, he was good there last year, even though he wasn't good mentally and healthy. But I think literally what we see is what we're going to get out of Cole all year if he goes out and can kind of win that first moto or, or be in the battle at least for the for the win um i think that cole's gonna be dylan's biggest competition now with saying that i think welton's a lot better on this 450 than people think i mean Galdi's seen him the last couple weekends yep. i know it's a local race and this and that but i know that he was good on the 450 last year he was practicing on it during the week while he was staying up here and uh i think welton you know is probably you know, tied with Thompson being the second biggest threat to Dylan for this championship. Oh, okay. So you think they're pretty equal, like both. Yeah. Well, um, Thompson at Paula wasn't very impressive, but I mean, I don't know exactly how much stuff he had on his bike or where he was at. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that didn't surprise me that performance at, uh, at Paula at all. I mean, I was shocked that he even went to Paula to be honest with you, but um it wasn't great, but I, I mean, I still think that, yeah. you know, he, I think he went because he feels the pressure that he needs to perform outdoors this year. I mean, the last couple seasons outdoors in Canada haven't been spectacular for him. I mean, he's had some injuries and some health issues and whatnot, but, you know, KTM and JSR are going to be saying, okay, Cole, like, yeah. this is it. You know, if, we know you can win. We know you can win the Supercrosses at Gopher Dunes and wherever else, yeah. but, like, you need to perform outdoors. That's what you're, if, if Pettis if Pettis beats him, then it's easy to see Cole not getting re-signed. I would think so. I mean, that would be pretty common sense, I yeah. would think. Uh, Galdi, what do you think between Thompson, Welton, Pettis, Moff? Who's the next guy? Uh, I think that the next guy is Pettis, but the guy this year is going to be Welton. Um, and uh, for the series, for sure. I think Pettis has got the most... Um, uh, you know, money or bank for his buck as far as the futuristic goes. Um, but I kind of agree with Doof. If, if Thompson comes out and, and has that that moto at Walton that we've seen in the past where he's really good and comfortable and everything, then I agree that that's, that will set the tone and he can go in. And like Noof said, I feel like this, it's not the last kick at the can, but it's time like to, to, to you know, to step up and showcase this MX skill. But I mean, like also like Noof said, this I've been watching Welton at these last couple weekends. God, he looks good. Like he looks so good, so comfy on that 450. The bike doesn't, it's not bouncing around. He's not riding it like it was on a 250 last year. He it looks like he's definitely got some uh, some extra in that tank now. In the first, I want to say Dylan didn't get hurt till sort of three quarters through the yeah, first moto at yeah three quarters through the first moto at gopher and it, dylan welton and moff are like neck and neck they were all right there so and that would say maybe 12 minutes 13 minutes so um i i truly believe that first moto is going to set the tone but right now i personally have welton as dylan wright's biggest threat hmm. wow okay i would i mean i i at war, at best, I would put him tied with Thompson, but yeah, you Tom, so you know. I think what we're gonna see though, like, it's not gonna be, and last year wasn't either, but I think this year even more so with no Gurky, 
no Phil, who knows what T-Dags is doing, showing up once in a while. But I think you could argue that it's maybe probably the – it's not a very deep field, right? right. So yep. the, the top five guys. So if we got a healthy Dylan Wright, which, you know, I think, like I said, he'll power through it and he'll be okay. That battle for second, third, fourth, and fifth. So Moffenbeier, Weldon, Pettis, and uh, – Thompson. And Thompson – is going to be really good, like really good, because I think all those guys are fairly the same, like depending on the track, depending on the day, depending right. on the prep, um, are going to be good. Now, Welton rides really good in the sand. He What's... proved that last year at Gopher Dunes. A lot of sand skill. We have, besides Walton, every track is sand-based. Gopher Dunes, yeah. Sandalee, Deschambeau, all sand. And for Moff, I think that's probably his weakest, um, weakest tracks are the more sand ones. But uh, I still think that battle for the top two through five is going to be really good. Can Pettis pull a right and just win? Like, he's the wild card, right? Like, can he do that or no? Not this year. I'd say, Noof, you got to take this one. You probably a little more insight on Pettis than I do. But, I mean, he hasn't really ridden that much, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if it was a healthy Pettis coming in with a full winter of training and everything but i i don't know for sure and i could be off by a week or two but i don't think he has any more than a couple weeks on the bike up to this point oh okay uh, i didn't of, sol- of solid training now i didn't know that wrong. Yeah. i could be wrong but i don't think the the prep is going to be fully there yeah do i think he's going to get podiums absolutely because like i said the field isn't that deep yeah if moff has an issue or thompson has an issue he's going to grab a second a third or fourth, but I just don't quite see him winning some motos this year. Um, you know, maybe if the stars are aligned, yes, but a healthy one, I think that I would put him in that spot of, you know, being next to Dylan. Is this where uh, Galdi starts talking about T-Dags, and if T-Dags was racing the whole series, he'd dominate and oh crush everybody? Oh, my God. Are you, are you in my head right now? Are you in my head? I mean, we know what your wow. feelings are on T-Dags. We know. Okay, literally, I was just bringing this up. I was just about to bring this up because this week on, uh, what are we on, uh, Wednesday or somewhere doing this, I think. So Monday or Tuesday, they had a manager's meeting. And part of the manager's meeting was the quarantine nonsense. So last year, remember, it was uh, Tom and Samantha? No, what the hell were her names? I can't remember. Yeah, Tom, Tom, and, <laughs> Tom and Susan, Something. you called them at the border. I don't know, yeah. Yes, yes. So the border was actually checking in on Phil, on Marshall, on, on Gurky, and making sure that they were quarantining. This year, it's a bit more loose. It's not quite as open. But there are a certain team managers that are saying that uh, Welton, uh, Sanai's, and and T-Dags shouldn't be allowed to race at Walton. <laughs> Literally. This just happened two days ago. Hashtag Canadian moto, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, how many yellow flags are going to get docked and all that shit, right? Right. That's what we do. So I'm not really a part of those phone calls anymore, but, of course, people are calling me going, yeah. what do you think of this? And I'm like, well, if the border doesn't fucking care, why the hell should we care? Yeah, like, I mean, they're not doing, like, yeah, if they don't do their job. Like what's like who gives a shit? But the funny thing with so with Tyler, he actually has a a pass or a, a note because of the ISDE stuff. He's allowed to cross back and forth on border on the Olympic like ISDE is like considered yeah. like a bl- Olympic level. An international so, competition. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So he is allowed to cross back over as a professional athlete. So. 
he actually just posted uh, maybe uh, maybe two or three hours ago. Should I ride Redbud or go to Walton? Because he was fully ready to go to Walton because this kid wants to come and race amateur, but because of the certain team managers being a bit Canadian, that <laughs> uh, he was like, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." I'm not fucking. I'm going to go to Redbud and go race that. So he might not actually come to Walton, but if he does. He's watch out! Watch he's out! Winning. Hey, he's riding watch pretty out. well right now. He is riding pretty is well. He like, not? like he's like that. He's like he's found this like old guy stride of no pressure, no yeah. NFGs kind of thing. Yeah, and like going twenty one eighteen at an American Nash right now, that's pretty badass. No, and last year he didn't ride well. Right, his last year on the Cowie, uh, it just it didn't no. work great for T Dags. He, no. I don't think he can beat right though. No, I, I mean, again, maybe a little right. bit unhealthy and, and right. Ray's fighting through. And T-Dags being the veteran and seeing that sort of weakness, he could pounce. He could be like Rocky to a to Apollo. Uh, Noof, Noof, can you imagine Galdi if T-Dags wins? Can you imagine Galdi? I would, I would do the interview buck he's, naked. He's Dylan. He's Dylan. He's, 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 uh, he's uh, T-Dags' super fan, Dylan. Oh, I, I love T-Dags to death, and I respect everything he does, but I thought finally this year we were going to get a podcast where Galdi just didn't blow him the whole time Yeah, because he's, he's semi-retired. <laughs> I know, right? turned into for the last five minutes. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, but, whatever. If it wasn't so Switzerland, okay, he'd actually pick some people but, and not fucking be so if, uh, friendly with everybody. But if T-Dags, even, like, never mind the quarantine stu- stupidity and all that, he wasn't yeah. doing them all anyways, right? He never was? I don't think so. Right, no, that okay. wasn't the plan, right, no. Right, but, right. but if he did come to Walton and you know, won a moto or even these 15-minute motos, wins a couple, and then he's like within a couple points, wouldn't you think that he would do the series? Dude, at Paula, like, he's his lap times, his fastest lap was right near the end of the moto. He never yeah. looked tired. I said He told me he never got tired. I'm like, how is that possible? He's like, I don't know, man. Just ride my dirt bike. I'm never tired. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's on the vet program now. He's probably having a couple of beers. Yeah. Hanging out, maybe not training as hard, just going, ah, fuck it, let's just see what it is. Right. And then these kid, these kids are seeing them going by them, and they're just crushed. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they're like, they end up just saying, oh, damn it, man, that my, my tire's flat, or my mom didn't make the spaghetti good enough the night before. So, right. you know, um, and there's T-Dags. So Thompson, Welton, Pettis. Yeah. And Moff is kind of new. Moff is like the uh, just the consistent guy there. Like, I don't think raw speed, he maybe can match those guys, but he certainly is in shape and he's a, he's a, he's a veteran, right? Yeah, I mean, his, you know, we say raw speed, but, man, last year there was points in the series, especially towards the end, where he had some, like, really good motos. Now, it wasn't Dylan speed by any means, but, you know, I think, like, I mean, he's not young anymore, and he's got the experience. It's time to make it happen for him if he wants to, you know, maybe a year to to finish, you know, get a moto win in the 450 class and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just going to – I just think he's so damn close. It's going to really – whoever starts in that top five, it's going to be – if you start fifth, it's going to be hard to get to the podium. But um, I don't know. I, I still think he'll be on the podium when the – end of the year as far as overall goes because you're you are right his consistency is good he's solid he kind of makes it happen when needed uh galdi is there any difference from off from uh otsf to to hot dog vendors team like as far as that goes for him 
do you think? I say I say a little bit in the positive as far as difference because I think him and Hot Dog Vendor, there's a bit of a bond there from past with the championship, right? And the comfortness. I I think I think you're just going to see a more a less. Um, I want to say with the OTSF side, it was way more serious. Where the Hot Dog Vendor side is, it's still serious, but it's a little bit more maybe family Canadian style racing driven, and I think that'll that'll appeal to Moff's um strengths better do you agree new yeah for sure i think so i think that he possibly has a little more you know input towards what he wants to do for setup and stuff like that and and you know i think the trust not saying that he didn't have that at, at otsff but i think with him kind of being the number one rider on the team now on the 450 program of course you know and all the experience that he gained with the bike coming from there um, he's going to be able to kind of run his own program a little bit more and kind of do what he, what he wants to do and, and whatnot. So I, I see it being, you know, as far as the bike and stuff goes, it's fine, but I think a better relaxed program for, for mom. Interesting. And so Welton's who's more of a wild card, Pettis or Welton? I think Pettis is. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think you put the wild card statement in for the pure fact we don't know how prepared that he is. Right. Um, there hasn't been a lot of riding stuff of him and whatnot. It's his first year on the 450, even though it's Welton's first year on the 450. But I don't remember Jeff riding, even coming up through the ranks as an intermediate and stuff like that, riding a 450 very much. Like right. He's a, he's, he's a small dude, short. He's always been a 250 specialist and never really spent, even when he'd do local races like here in BC, he'd always ride the 250. He never just ride a 450 for the day. So um, I think yeah. his style definitely suits it. And obviously, you know, he, you know, with the dominance that he's had on the 250, you know, he knows how to win. I just think that, you know, the preparation's just going to be lacking a tiny bit for him. Right, right. Yeah, Welton's a racer, man. He's a little bit like Phil, right? And they're buddies. But He's yeah. just a ra- he's just solid, just he he just wants to race every weekend. He just right. wants to ride his dirt bike. Like, yeah. he's just like he might as well live in NESC for Christ's sakes with Treadwell and Botten. and Botten. and, 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 yeah. and those guys, and Wally yeah. Silva, yeah, Wally yeah. Silva, Wally Silva. <laughs> Why did I bring up Wally Silva? I don't, I don't know. know. He's That's not even I Canadian. Wild. I know. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? I don't know. No, you're thinking of um, who's the trailer salesman? Wally um, Levy. No, that no. that's from back way before my time. I was not that's thinking even, of Wally that's like Levy. Seventies, right? <laughs> I was 70s. not thinking of Wally. I don't know who. Oh, okay, I, I don't okay. know why I said Wally Silva. I have no idea. When you when you said that and Wallen, both those guys have no idea how to use a cell phone, a computer. Right. <laughs> they couldn't even register for one of these races. <laughs> how about how about Galdi subtweeting the, of these parents, Noof? Like just just trolling them, like oh, trying to hide people in the back of the car, and, and then you people sure uh, know how to use a computer when you need a refund or whatever. Oh, yeah, they're greasy. They're greasy. Some of these folks, and it's funny. The data is there. Like I have your name. Like I know who you are, and you're <laughs> you're you're pulling in with a hundred thousand dollars worth of shit and ripping me off for ten bucks. <laughs> like I'm like I, I'm just like should I blow you out? I'm like I'll. I'll bump into them after at some campfire at some local race after a couple of beers, and I'll just be like, "You're a douchebag." That's yes, whatever. You're a douchebag. <laughs> you're my you're my customer, but you're a yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. 
No, I keep keep your ten bucks. It's cool. I don't even care. But like, I know, like, I can catch you. Your your name is in my computer. Like, it's that easy. Right, right. Um. Anyway, that's not where we're talking. About. No, it's not. Um. <laughs> if right, if right does have a knee injury, yeah, this thing's wide open. That should be some good racing for second. Oh, with all those guys we just talked about, that's gonna be really good. Um. Keelan Meston, did he retire? What 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 was that all about? I think he I think he did for like a day. No, oh, okay. He was like he was like no, retired and then got a ride. Yeah, yeah. He literally he put a post out on his Instagram and was like, "Hey, I'm part of the family business now, driving truck and blah blah blah." And people were like, "Oh, congrats on a great career and you know best of luck in the future." And then I talked to Kevin Tyler the next day because they're we sponsored him with some stuff and. Like, oh yeah, Keelan's on the team. I don't know if there was just like a, 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 24, <laughs> a 24 hour period where Keelan was down in the dumps and had no support, no ride. And then all of a sudden something happened and then he was back on the program. So he had cell service issues. Yeah, yeah, cell service issues. <laughs> well, Newf, yeah, if, if, if anybody knows about, you know, sort of retiring and coming back, it's you. That was a real short one, though. Mine usually lasts for a few weeks or a month. <laughs> Um, it's the man who cried. This is the man who. This is the man who cried at the at the event at the at the arena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're not talking. Uh, you're all hard news. Come on, it's it's just it's you just care. Do so you regret this. announcing your retirement and crying in front of the fans? One hundred percent. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and that's and that's not a goggle plug. That's actually just true. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> just true. So, like, we have Liam O'Farrell here. Uh, is he doing the whole thing? Wait, can, wait. I have a great Liam O'Farrell story from this weekend. Okay. And before, I, and he's going to be awesome. He's gonna. He's definitely going to be a point stealer. He's oh. not going to win the championship, but he's just an animal. He's like you know, he's our our John Dowd, if you will. Um, but this weekend, so a lot of entries, maybe the gates aren't getting clean the way they should. The third pro moto, he starts front wheel, crosses the gate. The gate comes back up, hits his linkage, sends him over the bars, <laughs> sends him right over the bars. Well, he races the moto. I think he gets back to like sixth or something out of like 25 guys comes in fully heated, loses it on my head. Referee should have red flagged all this kind of stuff. And we're like, Okay, well, no, the gate dropped, and then it, it came up from your front tire and hooked in the sand. It was just bad luck. He came back to the trailer. He was gonna he was gonna kill me. He wanted to kill my ref, and all this stuff. And I'm like Liam, this, I'm like man, there's how can we control this? It was the most. He's like I've never been this mad in my entire race career. Wow. So AMO local race made him as mad as Liam has ever been in his 30 plus years of living. Well, fix those gates, you shabby promoter. That well, shit has happened. That that exact same scenario, I swear to God, to you, only happens in Canada. I can count back to two thousand and like three. Remember, it happened to Dougie DeHaan. Yes. To, uh, Paul Atelli, Shane Shane Best. I remember this. It only ever happens in Canada that gate <laughs> malfunction. Can you imagine like dropping the gate and then just? Just full stop right over the bars. Yeah, I, to, I feel to, to, yeah. <laughs> like I feel bad, but there's nothing that can fix that. Like that is literally just simply sorry. That's bad luck. Uh, Fly Racing but anyway. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast Canadian Moto Preview. We got Leitzel. Uh, I don't know anything about Leitzel. I don't know anything about Eels or Gibbs. 
Um, well, I'll let I'll let Noof talk about Eels and Gibbs Lightsell on the weekend. Um, point stealers, very good. Point stealers? No, I, I don't think he's going to steal points. He might just steal some paycheck for the 18th to 20th moto finish. Okay, Noof. Well, Lightsell, I think I think he is a top 10 guy. Um, Not if he rides like he did on Sunday. Holy shit. Okay, well, sure enough. But, yeah, he's an American-Pennsylvania kid. He's from Pennsylvania, I think. Anyways, whatever, move on from that. But Gibbs isn't doing it, so I don't know where he got those stats from. No, it's from Ryan Gold. Parker Eels, BC kids, been grinding away at it for works of regular 9 to 5. Can you believe it, Galdi? Another guy. 9 to 5. Wow. Hey, you know what? That blows my mind. I didn't think anybody else does it. No. (laughs) And by so, the way, the, the, my days are like about six to five. Okay, it's just throwing that out there. It's it's going to be interesting because that battle from six through ten. So your Liam O'Farrells, your Parker Eels, your Yannick Boucher's, those guys all work full time jobs. So your six through ten this year in the four fifty class are going to be your working class heroes. Um, I put Eels probably a couple head couple steps up than he was last year for the pure fact that the class is a little bit weaker, but yet at the same time, he has been riding lots with Mock and Kamloops, and he'll get some six and sevens, where last year he was getting some, like, eights and nines. Um, but, yeah, Gibbs, no, he's not he's not doing it. So. Do we do we have any Bobby Pizza sightings? Uh, there'll be a slice show up at some point. Uh, are you going to call Tom and Susan on him, or are you going to – gonna? <laughs> no, I, there's, okay. I don't work for those guys anymore. Anybody can come up. It's – Everybody race. That's all. Everybody's invited to Canada. Come on up. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thanks to the folks at Renthal, and thank you to the folks at Max's Tires. Renthal, how's your Renthal stuff working out new for you behind your yeah, it's big Cowie? It's, uh, it's been good. Everything, we're selling the crap out of Renthal here. So lots of back orders and lots of product shipping. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. And listen to this message from Cobo Links and Motorsport as well. Uh, we'll be right back on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thank you to motorsport.com. Uh, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks, And, uh, yeah, great OEM prices, great aftermarket prices. they got a bunch of gearheads down there at Motorsport that can help you out. If you have an issue with Motorsport or questions or whatever and you can't quite get the answer you need, which is very rare, uh, email me using the contact form at pulpmex.com. I'll make sure that the guys at Motorsport handle it. And uh, go through the banner on pulpmex.com or pulpmexshow.com to save uh, on some of our sponsors, some of our partners. And also we get a small slice of that. And so that's really nice of you um, to do that. Uh, Phil Nicoletti, Ryan Villapoto, myself, motorsport.com. Uh, great guys and great prices. Great service, great shipping, all of that. Thank you to those guys. Cobalinks as well. They've been in business for a long time now, and they want to help you with your motorcycle, whether it's uh, an Aprilia to a Yamaha. They'll have you covered. 25 years they've been doing the work in uh, in Boise, Idaho. So if you want uh, a better uh, suspension, improve your cornering, get some confidence by having a lower center of gravity. This is a lowering link. The guys at Cobalinks can dial you in. Uh, 15% off if you use the code PULPMX. Free shipping as well. Built in Boise. Ridden and raced everywhere. If you're a shorter stature person, if your chick has a bike or whatever, lower it and help them. Uh, why don't you? And Cobalinks can do that. So thank you to Cobalinks and Motorsport, along with, of course, Renthal and Maxis, all on board with this podcast. All right. Back to Noof and Goldie. And we're back. Fly Racing. Racer X Podcast. Canadian Moto Preview 250 class. Uh, well... Looks to me, Galdi, I'll, I'll throw it to you, but Canella <laughs> got second last year. Uh, Welton moved up. Tanner Ward got third, but Tanner Ward missed a round, and Tanner Ward got a win, 
which Canella did not. Tanner Ward's on a Honda. Canella is on a hot dog vendor Yamaha. This is the battle, right? Is there? Is um, Piccolo's been getting some buzz, and McNabb is certainly on his way up, although his mechanic is holding him down. But Canella and Ward. I mean, if you go off sheer stats, yes, but there's no way you can't uh, um, in- include uh, Darius and I, who's going to fill the Welton role over at the Cowie team. Okay. So, and I like, I like the thing I like about Sanai. He did race my race on the weekend, and Canella beat him. Um, so that was kind of cool. But the thing I like about Sanai, he's kind of got this world travels, right? He's done GPs, he's done U.S. Nationals, now he's coming to Canada. It's not just some brand new thing. So. I feel like he'll fit in Quiddy pretty good. And unfortunately, both Ward and McNabb got hurt at my local race as well. At Hold Gopher on. Dunes. So Diggs' whole team got hurt. And his poor son got bit by the neighbor's dog. Oh, my God. Diggs. Yes. So yes. is it serious with Ward and McNabb? Like- I, I don't think so. It was just a bit of a bang-up sort of maybe like what Dylan is as well. I know Noof might have a little bit more to it because he talks him all the time. But I talked to, I talk, we both talk to Diggs all the time. I think they're going to be fine, but they're coming in a little bit, maybe hurt. Noof, hearing Galdi say all that for some reason, I'm having flashbacks to 2012 when I ended up racing Peace Bike in the Nationals. Am I going to be? <laughs> am I going to be Hondas by the end of the? Can series? you ride a 250F anymore? Can I, you? That'd be pretty. That'd can, be a good story. Can you imagine if Noof pulls it off again? <laughs> oh, I would be great. And, and you got a wrench on your own bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's even better. So, oh. so Noof, is McNabb and Ward's injuries, are they serious? Well, the Ward one's another knee issue, um, which I I think that it was the most serious out of the three. Okay. So, yes, yeah. Um, from the sounds of it, but... I know he's going for it. I mean, I talk to Diggs every day, and he's rehabbing it, and he's doing everything he can do possible to be ready. McNabb was just beat up, and he crashed in the first corner, so his was the least serious out of the three um, on the day. So he's good to go. He took a week off the bike or something like that, and he he should be good to go. Um, The Ward one is probably, like I said, I I think, once again, it's a knee. It's not like a, a nagging wrist or a finger or a hand or something. Man, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, especially, you know, Walton with the ruts and whatnot. But Dig says he's good to go. Um, so you got to okay. trust, the, trust the boss and, and everything will be good. So Canelo beats an eye? Yeah, all three motos. Okay. You know, so, only yeah. the, out of the three motos that we had, the last moto, uh, Darian got a pretty good start. And him, Canelo, and Walton were all within – maybe a half a second, second of each other for a good 12 minutes of the race. Yep. So uh, Darian looked like he got better as the day got longer. I feel like with Sanai, he's good, but I just, like everything, you got to race a year in Canada to get a hang of it. You, yeah. Sure, Millsaps yes. can, can show up and, and, and work everybody. You know, Elite Purcell Phil, can Phil show too. up. Phil. Phil did pretty well, true. Yep. Uh, Purcell did pretty well, but I don't know. I don't think put, I don't want put Sanai on that level. So I would look for Sanai to be more dangerous next year. You know? I, 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 I feel like you're a little off. Okay. All right. I, f- I feel like Sanai, he, this, I don't know a lot about him, but just following, say, an Instagram or something like that, he puts the work in, and the fact that he's willing to go and race in other countries and and other and it's not like the, he's making a bunch of money. I'm sure he's not getting paid a lot. Right. And he went over to the GPs 
probably didn't get paid a lot. And he's willing to say, sort of sacrifice the ego to put the work in. And, I, and that part I like. I feel like he's got a bit of a Welton fill in on that toughness that just maybe hasn't shown yet. And I think we're going to see it. I feel like we're going to see it this year in Canada. Do you feel like he had a nine to five job, Goldie, and that's why you like him? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a nine to five job. But if he did, yeah, he'd be my fucking hero. Right. Okay. Just checking on that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Noof? Am, am, do you think Sanai can get in the mix? Sanai is interesting for me. Like, going back three years ago, that guy was leading motos, and I want to say he got a couple podiums, definitely top fives in the GPs. Like, that's no fucking joke. I don't know what's happened in the last three years. Injuries. Yeah, he's been injured. Injuries, of course. I mean, he had that shot at PC last year. I mean, that didn't work out, obviously. Um, But... Man, you gotta think by just saying that. Even three years ago, you know he was battling up front, top fives at GPs. You gotta think that he should or has more raw speed than your Tanner Ward, your Canellas, and whatnot. But it just hasn't, for whatever reason, that the injuries have obviously slowed him down. I think he's gonna be good, and I see him winning some motos. I think the biggest thing with Sanai, he's never been famous for being able to finish a series. No, yeah, and that and that's just unfortunate. You know, like even in the GPs or whether it be in the U S he's always had some unfortunate injuries, but I see him winning, winning a moto here and there, but I just don't know the the consistencies and stuff. I mean, he posted a video on his Instagram yesterday at riding at Sandalee and I'm like, Holy shit. Like he's unreal. But then, you know, he got beat at the local race on the weekend. So it depends on how you want to look at it. I think that, you know, the class in general is going to be awesome to watch because like we said in the opening, there's one guy in the class that won one moto in an overall, and that was in the Walton Mud last year, and that's Tanner Ward. Right. Canella's never won. Canella's never won motos or an overall. Um, Sinai's never won any motos up here. Uh, Piccolo's never won any motos, although he did get some podiums last year. So, regardless of what happens, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to have new moto winners and new overall winners and a new champion. So it's going to be interesting because none of these kids have ever been in this situation. Are you working with McNabb to just calm him down a little bit, Noof? That's what we, that's where we're at, right? McNabb was pretty calm last year. He just didn't have the sprint speed at the beginning of the motos. He was so strange. There was motos last year where he would start 27, 28, and he'd work his way to like, you know, uh, fifth, sixth. And he would throw down the fastest lap of the moto out of anybody on the last lap. Like, really bizarre. So the biggest thing for him, we need to work on starts. And and that's going to be the difference between him being on the podium or him being a fifth, sixth place guy. It's going to be literally the first 10 seconds of the race. Hmm. What do you think of McNabb? Can he take a jump, Agaldi? I I believe he can. I think the only thing that could bite him in the butt is the fact that he might be getting a little bit more um, uh, my ego ego stroke. Not that, I mean, he's only 15, so that's a tough thing to say. But, like, I think he might think that he's bigger than he really is. So, and what I mean when I say that, he needs to realize that he is a 15-year-old kid, stay the right amount of dumb that he is right now, and just find that early sprint speed that Noof is talking about. Don't get, you know, he gets free Fox gear and he's bikes and parts and and this and that, like, he still needs to stay the person that he is. Like, he's got to work on his own bikes when Noof isn't there. 
because his dad can't help. He's got to, he's got to, he needs to stay that groundedness. He needs to be and humble. Not get, humble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stay humble because I think that kid has everything it is to be the next big thing. Uh, it, but in our country, because our stuff is a little bit weaker, we can get blown up a little faster than they're supposed to be. And he was so damn good, like Nuke just stated last year, that this year, I think that he might have a little bit. Oh, I got this, or I, I, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I, I don't, and he is not. Well, I don't know why he's seen him a bunch. I don't know why you would have that. Like Ward and Canella pretty much beat him every, every moment. No, I know, but, but he's getting DMs from chicks now, and he's getting like more love from this and that, like that, that stuff that comes. It's, 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 you know, in this, in a resemblance of like what Jet gets in the states. Although Jet's results are ridiculous. But that same thing is right, coming okay. fast. Sure. It's coming so fast that he needs to make sure he stays humble. And that's where Newt comes in with his experience to say, look, dude, you are going to be amazing, but do not let stupid shit get in your way and, and do what you need and find that sprint speed. Because I think, I honestly think that McNabb could be a title threat this year if he can find that first 10 minutes that Newt was talking about. Newt, just tell him to not do what you would, you would have done back in the day. Yeah, do the complete opposite. Right. Don't don't. No, your ten minutes, your first ten minutes was was amazing news. Well, I know that, but all the off the off the track, off the track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, with McNabb, I think like, I mean, last year he had zero. He was still an intermediate last year. I mean, he ran pro numbers on his bike, but he was still an intermediate. He had no pressure from the team. He had no pressure under the tent. It was literally like. At the the first moto when he at go or sorry the second moto go for dunes he got his first top ten ever because he crashed there the first one and it was like all high fives so I think it's going to be important to he's going to have to feel that pressure a little bit more this yeah. year um, because he can be the number one guy on the team um, but I, I do agree with Dolly he needs to keep his head on straight and clearly that must be what Diggs think I Diggs, Diggs thinks I can do um, to help him but. He can win some motos this year. I mean, he showed the speed last year. He did beat Canella in the one moto he did finish at Gopher at that local race. He did beat Canella in that moto, which yep. got to be good for your confidence. Um, and, man, he, he put the work in over the winter. So, I'm telling you, if we can get some good starts, and he, he could, could be a surprise this thing. Who takes uh, who signs Canella next year away from Hot Dog Vendor? Uh, nobody, because I feel like it's kind of – there's no teams left. Yeah, there's poor, no teams left. Poor hot dog. Vendor. I don't know. It's, we don't have a suit. We don't have a, a title sponsor, Steve. Like okay, we, all right. We, you know, yeah. that's a tough question right now. Bad timing. Well, I just want to see if if, if hot dog vendor is going to have more heartbreak. That's all. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything changing unless somebody sprays some sort of money gun. But I don't think the money's there right now. Uh, what about Jeremy McKee from the French guy? Well, um, I would have this one on Noof because so he did. He hasn't raced either one of my local races, and he had planned to. But the week before our Gopher race two weeks ago, he did a absolute dumb, stupid young guy thing and tried to do some jump and came up easily six to eight feet short, or or as Ronnie Mack would say, six to nine feet, and uh, and and I think he did a shoulder. I can't remember what he did, but. He's on the mend right now. He's healing up. He practiced on on Saturday at my event this weekend, but didn't race Sunday. So we got we got Ward issues. We got we got McNabb injury. We got a right issue. We got McKee injury issues. 
got a lot of injury issues here going going on in Canadian motor. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, it's not it's not COVID affecting us. It's just uh, right. silliness. <laughs> so you're okay. Go ahead, Nuf. You're forgetting one key piece of this whole puzzle, and that's the Piccolo question mark. Well, I was go- yes, that was that was next. There. So he's getting a lot of buzz, right? Seems that way. Okay, how many times have you ever heard heard Phil Nicoletti give someone credit? Well, that's what makes me think that this thing's all real. I've never heard. Okay, Phil so say that. yeah, he's exactly. Me, he's told me multiple times that you wait till you see this. You wait till you see this. I'm like. I can't wait, I guess. I mean, that's not like Phil being overly positive, especially about somebody else. Right. Very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Well, Piccolo, how old is he? Mm-hmm. 17. Well, okay, so 17. actually I thought it was, I thought he was around McNabb's age. So, yeah, maybe no, yeah, yeah, a little older. Um, Kind of been hearing about him for a while, right? So he's finally emerging here a little bit, Galdi? I'm going to let Noof take this one because he knows him way better than I do. Okay. Let's go ahead, Noof. Why did we even get you on here today, Goldie? You keep throwing everything to me, buddy. I'm trying to make you feel good, all right, because you never have really good takes. The Piccolo, the Piccolo story <laughs> was much better last year than I ever would have thought it was going to be. Yep. I've seen the, I've literally have watched the kid race since he was on a Polini 50 in the Barnes of Chilliwack and unbelievable speed unbelievable skill but just throw it away crash and he did that all the way up literally until last year and he did have some moments last year but man at the end of the year he showed some great things i mean solid podiums at sandalee at the end um running pettis type pace throughout parts of moto the kids never really trained He's never really had any sort of sole focus on his riding. And he just spent three months at Club MX or four months, pretty much all winter. Yeah. Um, riding with Phil and Marchbanks and all these guys on a strict program, which I'm sure that's what they run. Training, doing everything, which I mean, for the rest of the competition has to be a bit scary. I'm really curious to see what you, you really what think he up. can, he can, he could win. You really think he can take that jump? Like, never mind what from, Phil said. Take away even what, from what Phil says, from what he showed last year and what I know of the kid, as far as speed and talent goes, if he is in shape, he can win this thing. Really? Oh, that'd be a surprise. Yeah. Hmm. He, he okay. has some crazy speed. Like, like when he, Gets a start. Like, last year, it was, like, so weird. If he started up front, he finished up front. If he didn't get a good start, he sucked balls, basically. Um, Why, to me, he didn't get put on the KTM team this year, I'm not exactly sure. So he's a privateer? He's a privateer again on a KTM? He's riding for two-trick Sky Racing, which, which, I mean, that's all he had. He He didn't... I know he had some offers from some other stuff and whatnot, but... I really thought with his podiums, I mean, if I was him or his dad, I would have thought that I would have got, like, something. But obviously, times are tough, which we all know. Um, Why didn't Hot Dog Vendor pick him up? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Right. I, I really don't know the answer. I'm, I'm sure there's probably more to the story and whatnot. I know dad, like, last year, doesn't he doesn't want to be the mechanic anymore. He, he wants to spend the money for the kid and 
get them to the races and somebody else deal with them because I mean, it's past that point now to where the dad can kind of control it. So I don't know. It's, it's still a question mark. Don't get me wrong because this year I feel like there's going to be a little more pressure on him. I personally think he, you know, he has, he has the weight of the championship on his shoulders a little bit. Now, of course he's not the heavy favorite going in, but man, he's well, gotta be, he's gotta be, you know, a definitely a podium contender every single weekend well based based on a lot of other riders the uh two trick uh piccolo relationship should be real smooth yeah probably won't I mean, be it, probably won't be any it, issues going on there history history hasn't proven itself uh, or has proven itself over there so that's what i mean it's hard yeah. it's hard to say i mean two trick took a different approach this year with his team so he's got he's got two three riders he's got piccolo on ktms He's got Julian Bennett, who's another, actually will be a bit of a dark horse pick, so to say, for your top 10, 6 through 10 place guy. He's riding Yamahas. And then he's got another BC kid from up north riding Yamahas for him. So he's got a bit of a different program going over there. But I would have to think that the sole focus for two-trick is going to be on Piccolo, since he can win win right. races. Wow. Um, That'd be great if I he hope, can step up, yeah. I hope that, you know, that's where the focus is and – he has everything that that he needs. For Piccolo, it's it's weird. Like last year, he got those results with a little bit of help from KTM, but it was his own suspension. It was his own motors. It was his own motorhome, his own sprinter van that his dad was driving to the races. So it was a full privateer effort. So I got to think that, you know, having a proper mechanic and stuff this year is going to help him. Um, but yeah, he could he could win this thing. Uh, who else are we missing, Galdi? Any other wild cards? Um, I mean, you got Sam Gaynor in there, but I don't think he'll be a guy that can – he'll make steal a podium moto or something there for the new Troy Lee Designs gas gas Steve Sims team. So Steve Sims, the old manager of the OTSF team, has now got his own team with gas gas bikes. Uh, and Sam, is he's done the medallion. He's gone from 450 down to 250. Yep. I think he'll have some motos, but I don't believe he'll be able to – championship or anything but to get my two cents on the piccolo thing so we're all experienced us on this phone here we've seen everybody we've watched a million laps everything for someone like a phil nicoletti or a marshall welton or a club mx to give credit to a guy like a piccolo now i feel that the pressure is on this kid because he's getting a he's getting the nod from a respectable source it's not just some super fan dillany type guy a respectable source giving this kid saying, man, this kid has got it. It is now. Everybody can watch a practice lap and go fast. But I truly feel if Phil is giving this kid that much credit and Phil is an asshole through and through, if he's giving this kid that much credit, I'm starting to put him even farther up the ladder than I would have. And I'm starting to think that KTM is going to miss the boat this year on not hiring this kid as their 250 rider. Hmm. I don't know, so, man. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I... It's hard to see how a kid can make a jump from 12, 14, 12, 4, 6 to first, second, third. You I know. agree. Well, I, I don't know. What about Jalik uh, Swole? Yeah, I think that's just diff that's different. No, I know. I'm just using it as like a scale. Yeah. And like He wasn't a 12, 14, but he wasn't a kid that you were. Well, he, if he, there's no way that you would have said he was going to win an overall this if, year. If Piccolo jumps McNabb, you know, then we'll. 
that'll yeah. that'll be pretty depressing for for Ryder um, and and, and Newf. Uh, yeah, I don't. The last, sorry to interrupt. Wait, the last name that you wanted to say uh, is your guy. Tro- Troll training has a guy up here this year, Steve. Oh yeah. Quinn Amiot is part of the same Rock River Merge Racing team. Ah, oh, well, there's your, the there's your championship here. favorite. Yeah, Troll Training <laughs> and Quinn Amiot is on that bike. So that's just another name nice. inside that top ten that could turn some heads. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Tyler Gibbs, he got eighth overall. What's he doing? Is he back? No, he's well, new for Lydia that he's not doing anything. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And can we get can we fix Ryder McNabb's uh, a shit on the uh, results? It says Manitoba, Manitoba. That's where he's from. Like, can we get that fixed, please? That's a, Thank you. That's a, that's a small town in Manitoba. Yeah, Manitoba, Manitoba. Um, what do you think, Noof? If, if 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 Piccolo starts beating your guy? Well, he did beat him last year too. I mean, Ryder didn't get any podiums last year, and Piccolo did. But we're talking fifteen-year-old McNabb to seventeen or eighteen-year-old Piccolo. So I, I see no podiums in the results. I see a fourth and a sixth. So well, you no, know. he got podium motos. He's, well, okay, that, I, I go by overall there. results. No, okay. that's what I that's what I like to talk about. So I I don't. I still see well. Ryder's consistency is much better than Jake's. So I still put. Hold McNabb. on, actually, at Sandalee, Piccolo went sixteen-two-two. Yeah, yeah. So there, you, there you go. <laughs> oh, I, I don't yeah. – okay, Jesus, I forgot about this race. Yeah. Yeah, so – Yes. Yeah, I, like I said, right. Moto wins, more podiums, I give hands down to Piccolo. Consistency and overall, I still give to McNabb as okay. far as where he finishes in the series. Piccolo, he's one of those guys like – literally at Gopher Dunes last year, and I'll use this as an example. His first moto was absolute garbage. His second moto was absolute garbage. His third moto, he pulls the whole shot. Um, Pettis passes him. Okay, so I'm talking his first motos were so garbage that he was a lap down. Yep. He runs Pettis's pace in the third moto of the weekend. The track is garbage. It's hot. He has no right on doing this. He goes and just chases P- or, uh, Pettis for the full, I don't know, Goldie, it had to be 18 minutes out of the 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Until his body literally shut down, <laughs> he couldn't go anymore. He yeah. he was riding around on this. He went from second to 18 in a matter of three laps because he yeah. couldn't ride the track anymore. So he's one of those kids where, and you know, I was like in my head, I'm going, okay, back it down just five percent, and you'll get fourth in this moto or maybe yeah. podium. No, it's it's 100 percent all the time. No matter what, whether it's mud, dry, sand, hard pack, it's so he's his own worst enemy hmm. in a sense. So oh, that makes sense well, to us. You guys have really um, changed changed my mind on this Piccolo kid a little bit, both of you. Well, that's usually what we're here for, Steve. We're um, at the races. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Steve, you got to go to the races to know what's going on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll be back at Red Bud. <laughs> so, all right, championship pie. You know, hundred percent is is the is the pie here. Give me Sanai, Canella, Ward, McNabb, Piccolo, or whatever. Give me, give me your percent pie. All right, I'll go first. I got Canella at forty, Sanai at thirty, Ward and Piccolo at uh, what am I left with? Thirty. No, you're, you're left with thirty percent. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen each. Okay. All right, Noof. I'm not going to get into the numbers on it, but I get because you can't do the math, or 
I can't do the math here right now. <laughs> um, I usually have somebody that does that for me. Where's Brady? He can figure that, it out for you. I go in that same order, but a little bit less percentage at the first for Canela. For Canela. Right. I don't go quite 40. Okay. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, Canadian Moto Preview. Um, all right, championship picks. Uh, uh, I'll go. Obviously, I hate to be. You know, there's got to. There's not gonna be no Gurky debates, no T Dags debates, none of that. I, I'll just go Dylan Wright and Marco Canella. It's so boring, um, but that's what you have to do. And if and if Wright's knee is hurt, I'll go. I'll go Welton. Um, that's my two championship picks, Galdi. Why? I don't understand why you're gonna say it's boring, Steve. Well, because it's so obvious, right? Oh, okay. the picks are well, so the picks are so boring. No, there's nothing crazy about them. They're just obvious. Uh, I was gonna go Welton and Canella. Oh wow! Okay, because you think Dylan's knee is gonna be an issue? I think it's gonna be an issue this year. Okay, Noof. Well, I'll go. It makes it so much harder this year because there's less guys. But, but Noof, uh, Noof, you, wait, Noof, you keep saying that, but there isn't. I don't know. I just Welton, hey. Welton, you insert Welton for uh, Gurky. You insert Pettis for Phil. What's I missing? Know. I guess. I guess. Nice. I go. I go Dylan Wright. If he, I go Dylan Wright. Obviously, if the knee injury harms him, he has to pull out. I go Moffenbier for my second pick. And two fifty, I go Canella. I guess. Yeah. Healthy. Wow, we're all He's free Canella this year. Holy yeah. shit, that's never happened. I would go Ward, but I just don't know how the knee is, right? So I think none Ward of us, would... none of us picking Sinai. Holy shit! Series thing, man. Yeah, yeah. I actually long looked... series. Steve, you'll like this. I actually looked into a policy on Sinai. Oh really? Oh wow! Yeah, check you yep. out. Man, yep. you have way too much money. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Don't do the policies backfire. Don't do that. No, I, I haven't. I'm not doing it, but I did look into it. Um. Okay, so what's oh. what's T Dags' best finish at a race this year if he shows up at whatever race? I'll go second. Ah, oh, fuck, he's going first. Okay, all right, wow. He wins a moto. He wins a moto. No, no, no. Overall, I go overalls. Overall, uh, yeah, I'll give him. If he shows up, if he comes to Sandy Lee, he's winning overall. Oh my god. Um. All right, Noof. No, I I go third. Thirds is best, just to be different. You're such a dick, Noof. You don't even like tea eggs. I do like tea eggs. No, you don't. You're a dick. You're so mean to him. You always talk down to him and shit. That's bullshit. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the, guy's, the guy's a Canadian icon, and you're just talking so much shit on him. Do you think that he can do better this year than he did last year? Yeah. He's away from a team structure. He's away oh. from that corporate kind of crap that comes with it. He's just back in the right amount of dumb tent that he needs. He's gonna win. All right, he can. All right, you're you're right. I'm wrong. No, I'm not. I, no, you have your opinion. He's thirty five. He's thirty five years old, though. Like he's not. A young it's Canada. Boy. He could be eighty five. He could be eighty five. Okay, it's Canada. It's tea bags. All right. Well, I'm sticking with thirds is best. Just shitting on him. Put money. You want put. You want to put money on it? Yeah, you're like JT on all the people that he gets mad on. Like, you 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 you're, uh, you want to bet money news? I don't have your kind of money to bet. You probably want to bet like at least a hundred bucks, man. Coming from the guy that said he's, I'm selling the crap out of rental. 
Yeah. You get no, you get no, he's getting no, you, you get no percentage of that, I guess. Hey, eh? Brad and Brady don't give you any percentage. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's a sleeper? Who's a sleeper in the end 450s? Is there any? Pattis. Pattis. I mean, I think Moth, you saying Moth would win if Wright can't is a sleeper pick, Noof. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has the experience in the class, and he has he has better speed than probably a lot think. I ride with him. He's faster than me. If I, and he you. teaches your kid. He teaches oh, your kid. He's faster than Noof. That's that's Noof's uh, goal. That's Noof's limit there. <laughs> hey, Noof is riding more than he ever has right now. He just keeps bragging about, I'm, oh, my God, the hours on my bike. Yeah, well, the GDR fill-in spot, possibly. I've got my, my <laughs> head turning. Who's the sleeper? I'm not even in- That'd be cool if you did that, New Faxi. You should do that. You should do oh, I that. I don't want the guys. I don't want the guys to be hurt. Like, well, yeah, I know. I mean, no, but I can put some sugar in the tank or something. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, sleeper two fifties, Piccolo, right? This is a yeah, kid that's got to be Piccolo. Yeah, New. Yeah, for sure. Noof? I'm going. Oh. I'm well. Piccolo is a championship pick for me in a sense. So I'm going, kid that. Steve, you won't know who he is, but I'm going Julian Bennett for a sleeper. Some top fives here and there. Yeah, I don't know who that kid is. Where is he from Manitoba? No, he's from Manitoba. Yeah. He's okay. from Manitoba, Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Casey <laughs> hey, Keast? What about yeah, Casey Keast? I was going to say, oh. what about Casey Keast oh, on the yeah, gas gas? I forgot about him. I think he might be – I don't think he's as much of a sleeper as Piccolo because there's just so much uncertainty around Piccolo, but Keast would be the next one for sure. Yeah, Casey right. Keese, we didn't give him enough love here for sure. He podiumed at one moto at San Lee. Yeah. He did some super crosses. He's got some more confidence. It looks like he's got like his mental state in order. He does have a bike that might not be proven, but the team PRMX guys, they got a great little program going. We've seen it with Cade and, and, uh, and Simonson and the guy and, and, um, yeah. and all the guys in the state. So I, I, I think Keese could be a, a good sleeper, not at a piccolo level, but Keese is the next guy for sleeping. He's a good starter, too. Yeah, yeah. You're right. We didn't give him enough love. Yeah, that's your fault. He's BC. Go out yeah, it's your BC fault. Guy. Totally. Yeah. Everything's my fault. Noof's a jerk. Yep. Noof's an, yep. an asshole. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> let's uh, revisit our, our picks after Supercross, after the Canadian Supercross series. See how we did. All right. Are you – so you guys will be at every race, both of you? Yes. All right. I'll call you in on the Pulp Show one of these Mondays. Yes, that would be fun. If there's more drama. Oh, I, like there's not going to be. <laughs> I know, right? It's Canadian moto. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to Fly Racing. Thank you, Racer X. Uh, Cobalinks, Motorsport, Maxis, Rental, all on board with this podcast. Uh, world champion Ryan Gold and uh, Arena Cross runner-up Ryan Lockhart. No, he's a champion. What, what's he champion of? He won the Future West Championship. Ah, huh. congratulations! Can we can we say uh, GDR fill-in rider Ryan Lockhart? Absolutely. There we, there we go. That'll work. There it is. Remember, Newf, you have all of Manitoba's future in your hands. Please, please. We haven't had anybody since Don Formo. Yeah, it's still the Don Formo flag is still at yeah. half mast. I don't, I don't think Ryan Miller like really counted. No. So. You know, I'll do my best for you, Steve. I think about you every time I'm turning a bolt on that bike. Thank you. Thank you. Please take Manitoba. Make Manitoba great again. 
We got Kim Hood's 1979 125 title. We got Don Formo fifth overall in 91. And that's it. Yes, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. it's quiet over there. Yeah. All right. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And thanks for the times. And uh, we'll be chatting, I'm sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,